With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hi everybody, welcome back to the Gallagher Shots YouTube channel and podcast. Decker isn't here with us today, so it's one of you three lovely gentlemen that's going to have the honours. Oh, Matthew, 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 we all We'll all do it. I've got the can, have I, yeah? You've got the can, mate. All right. Say those special Wow, this feels like an honour, first and foremost, but... We won you now! Get in! Get in! Get in! So it's Newcastle United to Hottenham. Tottenham? Tottenham Hotspur. Tottenham Hotspur. Tottenham Hotspur. You can tell I've had a few. Uh, Tottenham Hotspur won. Going to the match pre- preview, which was recorded just a handful of days ago, um, I don't think anybody was, was that optimistic from, from our point of view. Um, Scott, you were there. Ian Wyatt was there as well. Uh, joined by Daryl as well, if I remember right. Daryl and Harry. Daryl yeah, and Harry, yeah. And Harry. And- I think the the most positive result was was yours, Scott, and you went for a Newcastle United draw, if I remember right. Is everybody as shocked as what I am by that full time whistle and the scoreline coming at? Scott, I'll start with you, mate. Um, absolutely. I mean, I didn't even realise when we recorded the preview that Tottenham were unbeaten at home this season. It was only once the commentators brought it up. So even worse than when they said that at the beginning of the match, I was like, right, we normally get a good pacing down there. Um, we did last season, and uh, yeah, I was not expecting it to go the way it went. Hence, I I went for a one all draw just because the other the other three in the uh, preview were being uh, negative. So I thought I'll I'll put a bit of a positive spin on it. I didn't think we're going to win, but I went for the draw. Um, turns out we're all wrong. So uh, there we go. So go, we'll go right back to to let's go twenty four hours ago. Uh, all a little bit unsettled about who's going to be starting in there, Ian. Uh, we had the possibility of, of Joe Linton being missing, Bruno being missing uh, on the back of the birth of his son, 
and uh, who else was it? Fabian Schur was the mm. other one as well. So that's three key players with the possibility. Obviously, 24 hours later, hour before kickoff there, and we'll see all three of them on the team sheet. Is that when your confidence level rose that, that bit higher, mate? Uh, yeah, 100%. Uh, when you see uh, just any team with Bruno in is is a, is a great team. Um, and I think as well, just for the like the class that Spurs have, I think you need someone like Joe Linton, although he played played wide today um, in your midfield just to, to break things up. Um, and then obviously the, the back well, you back five, back four, um, have been absolutely tremendous the last handful of games. So, um, again, it's I'm still uneasy with with Dan Byrne at left back. Albeit, I thought he he did quite well today. Um, but yeah, it's just a settled back four. So if, if one of them drops out, you have got the sort of versatility to change it. But at the minute, that's that's our best back four. Um, so absolutely delighted to see those names on the team sheet. Um, and obviously, it's it's paid dividends. Yeah. So so jumping straight into the game. Uh, Matty, um, my my point of view going into that, and and, and I was worried. If, if I'm being honest, I was worried going going down there because yes, we, we got that one result the first game where where Joe Linton scored uh, the, the winner there, and um, when we went orange, if I remember right. Mm. Um, but our results against Spurs, the, the the quite up and down, they can give us a good hiding, and there's been score lines where we've took it to them as well. Um, but today, I, w- I wasn't necessarily overly optimistic going into this one, despite how well we have been playing. Because Spurs are a great side, and obviously on the back of the defeat against Man United, I thought they would come out all guns blazing. And it wasn't the case, mate. Well, being that I'm the king of pessimism, or I like to say realism, I was like, I, I thought, you know, just because of how good we've done so far this season, we've only lost one game, and that game was contentious as well. I just thought, you know, would you just a, a loss where maybe we might get beat 2-0 or something like that? Spares have the place to hurt us. Now, the, like you've just said, they didn't come out all guns blazing. We had chances. They had chances. And that's what worried me is because the it wasn't the quality of the chances as such. It was the quality of the players. You saw that bit where Son shaped, almost shaved the post, where you saw Harry Kane force that shot that Nick Pope did well at a save. I just thought that they had the players that were going to be able to make chances by their own accord. And we don't really have that at the moment when you haven't got the likes of St. Maximin in the squad. Um, but that being said, you know, it was a, was a 50-50-ish opening period, but then, as I'm sure we'll get on to, we had this purple patch and we slowly grew into the game and we just looked very good. We looked solid at the back, like Ian's just said. I know Dan Burns not exactly your quote-unquote typical left-back, but he really brings a solidity to that left-hand side. And then we just started putting passes together and I know the two goals have came from probably two where we call them goalkeeping errors, but we've yeah. put them away and we've looked like scoring more. There's been times where we didn't get that final pass off or times when there's been a block shot. And yeah, just overall, the performance, um, I was saying to Scott before this, was it wasn't your, your typical scrappy 1-0 away at uh, White Hart Lane, Roy Remy scoring and Tim Krull making 15 saves. It was a, We thoroughly deserved that winter there and that's what I think we're all absolutely buzzing about. Yeah, exactly that. It's it's a team full of confidence, and, and Scott, I think today was the day where it, it clearly showcased that as well. Um, like I, I, we said a couple of times on here, we we're all quite weary of the, the, this this fixture. Um, probably, could you arguably say the toughest one away from home yet? I know we've played Liverpool and Anfield, but they, they haven't been the same team this year what mm-hmm. we're used to seeing. So going into this one, and yes, we were all a little bit hesitant to, to predict a, a positive scoreline, but 
we fully deserved that today. More than deserved it. Oh, 100%. Um, you know, you, you go back to before the game, you see Spurs have made five changes and you think, oh, hang on a minute, maybe there is something, maybe he's got out with this. You know, you put Perisic on the bench, you don't do that lightheartedly, but, you know, they do have a Champions League game midweek. So we discussed this in the preview, the Mebby's had one eye on that, uh, knowing that they've just been, you know, served 2-0 by Man U as well. Um, but in terms of Newcastle, yeah, I mean, you can see the confidence has flown through every single player. Um, even, you know, when Jacob Murphy came on, I know that's jumping ahead of it, but he was pressing as if it was the first 10 minutes of the game. And he was he him doing that was causing Callum Wilson and Miggy to also press on them when it's like 75, 80 minutes gone. You're just thinking, just let them ease up a bit. They've had you know they haven't been on the pitch a bit longer than you have, mate. But it was uh yeah, I mean, you know, there's not a player on that pitch where you think, Oh, you had a bit of a bad game today. Um, you know, it's one of those ones where in a team of like sevens and eights, the the worst player's probably a six. Do you know what I mean? Like in yeah. terms of ratings. If, if you were to do that sort of stuff, so yeah. I wouldn't even go nice that to far. See, long Scott? may it continue. Yeah. I'd, I'd even no. say, like, yeah, well, yeah, I mean, something this might be a bit every, too everyone seven, Everyone's a seven or eight. You wouldn't, you wouldn't begrudge if someone brought, like, a, a journalist brought out their play ratings now and said they're all sevens and there's a few eights there. We would be like, yeah, yeah fine, absolutely mm. fine. Yeah, yeah. You could also argue that like, Spurs' goal kind of went against the runner run play, but as well, like, they, they weren't 100%. having yeah. the best of the best of the game. They yeah. just so, so they hit us on counter attack, I believe. The opening goal comes from Callum Wilson. I'll, I'll come to you, Ian. Um, thoughts on that one? There was a big debate in the Sky Studio uh, whether or not it should have stood or should have been disallowed. Well, it wasn't much of a debate. It was basically Les Ferdinand back in Newcastle and Jamie Redknapp saying, definitely a foul. <laughs> Obviously, we know why <laughs> that conversation is happening. What are your thoughts on it? So so talk us through it is, as in real time, watching that so, on TV. So, for me, when, when you're watching it, I think when you slow it down, and look at it from the reverse angle, I think. I know you literally just asked us to, to recap it in real time, but I'm going to go <laughs> back on it. I think Wilson's on it does come out, but at the same time, I think he's... Uh, I think he's it's it's sort of he's going to collide, so he's trying to... I like I, how you've shown me as well. Yeah, he's, he's like, this is his arm, and it's coming out. Um, but when, when you look at it in real time, they both come together... Larice then plants his feet and then thinks, "Oh shit, I'm, I've dropped a bollock," and then throws himself back. And it just—it exactly. doesn't. If if it was like, I feel like if if whatever contact Wilson's made, if it was going to cause that much of an issue, he, he would go down straight away. But they've they've collided together. Wilson's just decided to stay on his feet. Larice has went down and just went against him. I, I can kind of see. I think it was. Um, I think Decker posted what what Redknapp had said. If if Wilson goes down, we're screaming for a, a foul on a red card. I completely get that. I just think it is literally a case of 50-50 and Wilson's benefited because he, he stayed on his feet and he hasn't looked for the foul, whereas Lloris has knew that he's made a bit of an error, went down and just went against him. Yeah. I, I probably know the answer to this, Matty, but were hmm. you worried when we started looking at video? Yeah. 100 percent i was i was sat there going they're going to give this they're going to give this they're going to give this uh laura um had the pleasure of sitting next to me um and and watching the game unfold and she was saying i don't laura 100 percent was, was she was she said exactly what ian said so i was quite impressed like for, for a last also sat there doing this um, <laughs> yeah yeah i think her exact words were 
He's been hit and decided to go down the dick. Um, I think that's our exact eloquent words. But yeah, like you say, it's 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 not a foul. I do. I can't. I can't sit here and say that if it was shoe was on the other foot, I wouldn't be going. Oh well, maybe they won't give it. But when the goal went in, I celebrated, but still thought we need to see this again. Mm, yeah. And then when you saw it, I just thought like, if Wilson's fouled Larice. Larice has fouled Wilson. Yeah. yeah, it was that 50 50 that it's either they both fouled each other, which isn't a thing, or it's not a foul, which it isn't. Um, I understand why there'd be frustration, but I mean, Redknapp, why I went debate, um, because he didn't talk about the initial collision, he talked about like Ian's just said, his left arm as if yeah. it, it pulled him back. It didn't, his left arms came out like any of us sort of going to position to brace a contact oh, just yeah. like this. And then he hasn't pulled him back after the after the contact. And like you say, the contact's felt, and Larice is then jumped on the floor. Mm. And and a point that my 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 lovely fiance made was that is that Laura as well? Or is that somebody else? No, that's my current fiance. Yeah, <laughs> oh, my <really>? current fiance. <laughs> uh, she she said like you know the fact that he got straight, he went down, saw it wasn't given, and was like straight up trying to head the ball over. If he really thought that was a foul. I reckon he's staying down. Mm-hmm. He's staying down, just being like, that's getting given. But he shit himself. And I think in his heart of hearts, he knows that he's dropped a little bit of a bollock. But, but maybe it's not even a bollock, really. He's came out. The keepers came out and they've hit each other. Like, it's, it's, I would, I wouldn't maybe, I'd probably be a bit nice to the race and say maybe it wasn't a mistake. I think, I think the, the, the argument about dropping the bollock issue is maybe just put your foot through it. He's trying yeah, to yeah, just control get away. with his knee randomly, hasn't he? Mm, yeah, okay, um, just, just obviously clear that. Um, Scott, I'm not sure if you would have seen this with the coverage which you were getting over in Amsterdam there, but after the game, uh, Bruno and Callum Wilson have been interviewed, and Callum Wilson basically says he feels as if sometimes that the keepers get too much protection from the referees, and that was a good example there as to why they shouldn't. Do you in agreement with that? Yep. I am. I didn't see the interview. I I'm getting a, this video is not available in your location on Twitter, so I'm going to have to get my VPN on after this and give that a little watch because uh, apparently it's nice from Bruno as well. So uh, I'll definitely it's very watch cool. that afterwards. Like, but it's mate, it's it's a great interview. It's 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 very it's a nice warm moment with Bruno and Callum Wilson there. But it's one of those things where I think he's absolutely right. But also the keepers out of his box. I think if the keeper's in his box, there's a bit more of an argument of the keeper yeah. gets protected, but he's out his box. And like Matty said, they run into each other. Like it's it's a 50 50. Um, it's just a shame that Callum Wilson's built like a brick shit house and Hugo Lloris is thin as paper. And that's all it is. Like Wilson, it just bounces off him. So he's able to then, and can I just say, it's a hell of a finish. He doesn't oh, even look finish. if you see the replay. He just glances slightly and he's like, right, that's where I'm putting it. And he Wrong gets it over well. everyone. Um, yeah, it's a great finish to to do it, especially after you've just took an impact, if you want to call it that, like to mm-hmm. compose yourself, hit that in as quick as he did. Yeah, I mean, that's why we need to keep it's, him fit because something, well, he can do I, stuff I, like I, that. We're talking about Scott. We're talking about keeping him fit for, for ourselves. As each game passes, it looks more likely that he might get that call up and, and basically make the final squad for the England team because. Do I want to happen selfishly? Probably not, because I know the issues that Callum Wilson yeah. has had with the muscle injuries. But I would be more shocked to see him not go. Mm. At all. I really would be. Mm. I'm not too sure. Yeah, I'm not too sure. To as, as much as I love Callum Wilson, and I, I, I genuinely... 
do I genuinely believe? I mostly believe that he is the best England striker after Kane when he's fit. Ivan Tony's caused a selection headache because he's a very good player. Yeah, he's a, I know we're getting off point now from away from the match, but I think if if if, if another striker goes, it's Ivan Tony. Um, other than that, his options, you know, I mean, you've still got Tammy Abraham as well. Mm. I don't think he takes. I don't think he's going to take. No matter what Wilson does between now and and December. I don't think he goes, and I hope not. I'd rather him just be looked after by our lads and yeah. just, you know, that, that's sorted out from a purely selfish standpoint. Just to talk about the goal, sorry, to, to make another point. It, he scored, not a similar goal, but do you remember that goal he scored against Burnley last season to get us our first win of the season? Like the keepers yeah. came out, uh-huh. dropped it. Yeah. Ironically, that he was He runs around him, doesn't he? Yeah. And he sort of shows the composure to hit that. And just, again, every, he scores every type of goal. He knew, he knew where the goal was and he just put it over the centre-half. Strikers so. know where the goal is. That's what it is, eh? Yeah, yeah. Well, Absolutely. some of them don't. We've seen that. <laughs> 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 um, Strikers. Moving on to, to the second goal. And, and Ian, it's come back to you for, for the second goal as well. Um, our informed player, <laughs> Miggy Almiron, He's, honestly, <laughs> the turnaround from this player. We've said this about so many players since Eddie Howes came in, but this season, Almiron is like honestly, it's 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 like we forgot the old Almiron. We've just bought a brand new player in. That's a sort of of. And once again, we we'll go back to confidence and, and how well the team are, are playing. Miggy in previous seasons, yes, he beats that that defender. Doesn't he? Doesn't, I, he doesn't attempt to take the shot on. No, he, he probably just runs out of play. Yeah, that that's what you're probably getting from the old Almiron. But he does so well, mate. He does. He he did well. I think again, it comes from the press. Um, I think there was, I think maybe four or five in their third pressing. He's then uh, won it back. He, he showed quite good strength, albeit against Ryan Sessegnon, who probably isn't the strongest. But I, I feel like they're of a similar sort of uh, stature anyway. But then he, he sort of shapes his body like he's going to go inside, and then sort of cuts. And I, I think. I can only assume that they haven't done the research because Miggy Almiron doesn't like touching the ball with his right foot. If I think it was Longley, I think if he shows him down the line, he, he runs that to the, the touch he's, line. He's even got the time to open his body up and put yeah. it on Flurries. He and, really has. He takes it well. Going uh, what Matty said about sort of a, a goalkeeping error, um, I was saying to my dad, I think Larice. I don't know if he he thinks that he's because he's in his head dropped a bollock for the first one he's tried to rush it and make amends for it he just stays at his post he, that uh, that angle's narrowed and I don't think he scores but because he's rushed him maybe he's got the composure he's got the confidence to take the shot on he's, he's a really good finish the saving itself though sorry Chris the saving okay. itself though it's, it went under him didn't it yeah. like you could also say that probably should have saved it mm. Mm. it's think a good finish it's a good finish that ball to come back across the six yard box I yeah. think that's what they're You're right, expecting. Like, I am. They're not expecting Miggy to just tuck that on any them. Once again, like like I said, it's it's like a a complete new signing, and I hate it when that 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 term gets thrown around so easily. But he's the prime example of it, and we'll, we'll keep on going back to Jack Greedish's comments and seeing it in jest. But it's worked. It really has worked, and it, it's it's lit a fire on Almiron. It really has, and, and long may it continue. But I, I think. You've got to give credit to the likes of, of, of Bruno, Callum Wilson, everybody around him, Trippier as well, because that partnership on that right is a really good great partnership on that right. Moment. Yeah. You have to, to look at it. If yes, Almiron's doing really well, full of confidence, but that's the the, the basically the outcome of, of everything which else has happened on the field. And that starting eleven that that we're seeing now, I know we've had a couple of players drop in and out, but Matty, it's we've got options there at the moment. We really have, but 
Eddie House starting 11. Do, do we know what it is yet? Or we're just it's, a fantastic team, no yeah, matter what? Obviously, I was about I was about to say, I think it's what we've just seen. That's his starting 11. But then, obviously, you know, we have Maxi and, and Isaac to come back. And it, hopefully, it'll be a nice headache to have. Um, they both bring attacking qualities. and But, I mean, when they get fit again, uh, I'll put this to you now. Before I go on, I want to say a little bit more about Almiron. But, um, you know, we get back from the World Cup. Fingers crossed everyone's fit. Touch wood and all that stuff. But, like, you know, maybe even with Isaac and Maxi fit, maybe he starts that first game, depending on what goes on between now and the World Cup. But, like, maybe he starts that first game back with that starting eleven. Because hopefully oh, they keep yeah. getting results and he goes, you know, I'm not going to throw Maxi in. I'm not going to throw Isaac in. As much as we spent money on Isaac and Maxi is who he is, they might just just, just think, you know, these, I'm going to stick with these lads. And as much as you look at it on paper, there, you know, we've got quality at the back. We're quality in centre midfield and obviously Callum Wilson up front. But Mickey Almiron, just to circle back to him, like I remember that first game he played against Huddersfield a couple of seasons ago, a few seasons, three seasons ago, whatever it was. And we thought, oh, we got here quick. Yeah. He brought a different dynamic to that front three of Rondon Perez. And then he came in and, and he looked like he could break. And then he got injured. He only played 10 games, appearances anyway, not 90 minutes. Then arrives Steve Bruce. And Steve Bruce puts him on the left. He puts him on the right. He puts him behind the strike. He puts him centre mid. He, he, he kills the lad confidence wise. Yeah. He still managed to score a few goals. But I had people telling me, He's a shit player. He's not even a Premier League player. He's he's rubbish. Like I had I had my friends telling me him. I had lads in the pub telling me. And I just thought, I don't think he's shit. I just think he's being managed badly. I'm not saying he's a world beater. I'm just saying he's good. He's quick. And I said in the group a few times, why doesn't he look quick anymore? He used to look so light and quick. And now he looks quick again. There's a couple of times where he just knocked the bottom. And even with his goal, he got into the box dead quick. And I think it's a... Obviously, we can say about the Grealish thing, lighting fire under him, but I think just the coaching and the confidence that's been instilled with him, the fact he scored tap-ins off his stomach against Man City, he scored first-time volleys against Fulham, he scored screamers from the edge of the box. Let's not forget about his goal against Palace last season. There is a player there. There's a definite 100% player there. I'm not saying he's world-class. I'm just saying he's the player that we spent X amount of millions on from Atalanta. Uh, Atlanta, sorry, um, and and hopefully it continues. And I think it's it's a testament to the players around him, the the the, the manager and him himself. So yeah, I'll stop. Well said, yeah. well said mate. <laughs> In full agreement with you. That was a rousing speech. <laughs> Mickey, if you're watching, I'll tell you what, that should make that should make Mickey play better if it's possible. <laughs> um, let, let's let's flip it around a bit. And yes, Newcastle played very very well today. Um, the goal that was conceded, Scott. It was very a very sloppy goal, really, concede. I know Spurs have, have done very well from, from set players and corners. I think the stats said they scored seven mm. this season so far from free kicks. It was a, a, a bit of a... Kane found himself at the back post, really, didn't he? Just with, with Kieran Trippier marking him. Yeah. And Kieran Trippier just got swung round like a merry-go-round. He really was just all the way around. <laughs> then he just jumps on Kane in the end and basically pushes Kane into the ball. Um, but it, it was sloppy defending, White. It was it was sloppy defending. It was also, I think, bad setup. I think you don't have Trippier marking Harry Kane. Um, Trippier's not the tallest of, uh, of of fellows, as we all know. And uh, Harry Kane has got a bit of height on him. So if the ball's coming in, there's a header to be won. 
you know, you'd put money on Harry Kane winning that every single time if he's up against Kieran Trippier. And, you know, don't like saying that, but it is what it is when it comes to to that side of it. I think, I think like we alluded to earlier, it did go a little bit against the run of play. Um, mm-hmm. I think, you know, Spurs obviously came out the the trap second half, all guns blazing, but I think the weather kind of slowed them down a bit with that horrible rain that was in the first 15, 20 minutes. And then as that kind of settled, the pitch got a bit quicker. You know, they were moving it around well, but it, it's it's a typical Harry Kane goal. It's one of them ones where only Harry Kane would be in that position and only Harry Kane would probably get his head on that and, and fight for that. So, you know, I don't want to take anything away from his effort because, it you know, he gets the goal in the end and that's what it is. But, yeah, I think with Trippier marking him, I think he ends up straddling him almost at the end. He's like, he's riding him. Is yeah. it like the never ending story? <laughs> it's crazy. Um, so never ending it's, story. Uh, there's a throwback. I'm, I'm full of throwbacks, mate. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it's. Uh, it was Dallas last uh, week, wasn't it? <laughs> it was Dallas. And I got that wrong as well. So, there we go. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I think when, when that, once that happened, though, once that second goal, uh, that first goal went in from Tottenham, he thought, here we go. We we collapse now when they get another two or three, you know, and and that's it. And then the the game's lost. But they didn't seem to pounce on it. They didn't seem to do anything. We, if anything, we reacted how you would expect the team to react from you know conceding a goal. We tightened up. We just got our heads into it, and we just stopped trying to. Well, we just played football. Like we just we just passed it around. We played okay. Obviously, we were against a you know an arguably on paper better opposition, but we were just. Doing all doing what we do best, and you know those that the back two of Botman and Cher just absolutely. Great partnership, I mean, there, Foreman. Really, I, I really cannot nice. remember a better partnership for Newcastle than those two at the at the minute because it's uh, it's been a while. Even when we were good, we had bad defenders, so um, it's nice to see. Yeah, it it, it really is built from the back. It is what everybody says, and we have a solid centre-back partnership at the moment Massive, and we, we probably did towards the end of last season as well and Dan Byrne was in there before Botman arrived Yeah, and that's probably one of the reasons why Byrne is still continuing to play on the left-hand side yes he's, he's doing a decent job there to, to be honest but because Botman and, and, and Fabian are doing so well that that he's, he's not getting anywhere near that centre-back it was his 100th uh, 100th Premier League appearance today Fabian Cher oh, and like we just we just need to Give him his flowers now. I think, like I know he went, he's went through little like little, when things were going by, he's went through little spells. I think he's got a couple of one or two daft red cards to his name. But like I think we, I said in the group the other day about how many goals he scored. He scored ten goals, which is quite impressive for a centre half, and not just tap ins or headers. He scored screamers. He scored that goal where he took on three Cardiff players from the halfway line and scored. He's he's been. Um, the reason for a lot of brilliant moments, and I thought I he hope... was going to do it again as well. Today. Oh, but right foot volley he... oh. in the corner. Oh god, <laughs> I thought I, I thought that was in as well. Uh, but like, if, if but... I sorry, if no, I remember no. rightly, that I'm sure that was just before they scored as well. Yeah, it would have been me because um, I think I think it came from the corner where I think we should have had a penalty personally for the handball. I think he's again he's on. Pure borderline. It's not, it's not that far out, like Ian. It's not that he's, far he's, out. I mate. see. I th- it's I think down. It's... The fact he had the goal 
the fucking <laughs> goal <laughs> to say it hit the side of me head. And then even the commentator yeah. said, does he not know that this is on VR? It's, there's cameras everywhere. Yeah. Look, it, I would say it was borderline. I was, ex- I got a little bit excited. I thought there might be a chance of a penalty, but it is that borderline. I think he's if he's a half a foot further away from Joel Linton, then you could maybe argue it's going to be a penalty, but it's that close proximity thing that I think rescued him a little bit there. Mm. So, Ian, I'll, I'll stick with you, mate. Newcastle United fans are in dreamland right now, sitting fourth in the Premier League. Are we going to finish in a European spot? I don't see why not. Um, I had to get, I literally had to have me inhaler after the match because I, <laughs> I, I genuinely didn't know what to do. I've never been at these dizzy heights since <laughs> since my party was the last time I was there. But um, I mean, there's, there's no reason why not. I think, to be honest, looking at sort of the points out, I guess it's all about the position, and obviously we've got a really good goal difference. There's not a lot of points separating sort of from us to I think maybe he's eighth or ninth. Um, but I'm sure that someone posted this morning. Basically, Eddie Howe's points per game ratio. If you put what his current points per game ratio is over the course of a season, I think he came out like 64 points. I think the lowest position he finished in the last, I think it was 12 seasons, was seventh. So based on that, there's, there's no reason why not. Me and my dad were discussing, the only thing is, is obviously there's still quite, if that is the case, and I would, uh, I think Clark was saying as well, snap your hand off to, to be playing Europe again. Um, I just hope if that does happen, it, it doesn't come too early. We've, uh, I don't want to be pessimistic or anything like this, but we've still got a lot of deadwood at the club, and it's a case of how if if say even if it was Europa Conference League or whatever, that's a Thursday Sunday. It's a big demand on on the squad, especially with how we've had three games in a week. I thought we looked very very tired by the end of that game. Um, but being happy and positive, I we're gonna finish. We're gonna finish fifth. I think we'll we'll get Europa League because I, I don't want I don't want people to say who's dead pessimistic just beat Spurs. Um, I don't Join the club that. again. Come on, my side of the fence. Come on. I can feel it's not pessimism; it's just realism. Um, no, I, I, I genuinely don't see why not. There's there's teams not performing as well this season, like Liverpool and um, arguably Man U and, and, and Chelsea haven't haven't done great this season. So we're definitely in there to disrupt the, the big six. Um, so I, I don't don't see why not. I do feel that again, given the squad depth and, and obviously the, there's a World Cup, so that's that's sort of something that we've not had to deal with before. Is the, is the winter break? Um, it might disrupt momentum. Who knows? But I, I definitely think, given the, the way that they're going on currently, a hundred percent, there's there's every opportunity we could finish in the European spot. I'll I'll not ask you the same question, Matty. I'll. I'll... I'll switch the question up a little bit on the back of what, what Ian's just said there. Yes, there is a possibility that European football might come that bit too early because of the, the depth and quality that we'll have in squad. I think we've got a lot of players there, but the talent isn't probably the best coming off the bench at mm-hmm. times. If we look at the other side of the coin, does European football need to come soon to keep the likes of Bruno? Good question. It's it, it's one that I've seen divide people on the likes of Twitter and then YouTube comments and stuff because they they're basically saying if you don't get it, he's gone. Now, I I I understand where their point comes from, but this club is 
just apples and oranges to what it was 18 months ago, 12 months ago, whatever. It's if some, let's say we don't want to qualify for Europe, which I don't think we will. Like, let's maybe be honest. I wasn't asking you that question. <laughs> but, no, but I'm just saying, <laughs> let's say we don't. Let's say we Fuck. don't. <laughs> let's say we don't. Um, I think Bruno stays. But if someone comes in for him, which they would rightly want to because he's fucking brilliant, you know, we're not going to let him go for a measly amount of money. He's going to go for eye-watering money. Like, and I know it's the case of replacing him, and they don't grow on trees. What a sexy tree that would they be, grow by in the Brazil, way. Apparently, mate. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but yeah, to, to answer your question, I think. It helps. It, of course, it helps. I know that's an obvious answer. Of course, it helps that if we have any sort of European football next season. Now, I would snatch your hand off. Snatch your hand off for this new Europa Conference League thing. Yeah. I, w- I genuinely would. Not just because of the fact there is, there's there's potential for class away days at places people haven't been before. Mm. But... It's going to attract. It doesn't matter what the competition is, and hopefully they the won't add a fourth competition because it'd be stupid. Everyone sort of rolled their eyes at this new Europa League conference thing, but you've you've noticed that the, as it gets to the later stages, it's it's all it's got a bit of prestige. Roma winning it last season, you know, it was it was a decent final. Yeah, it'd be great. It'd be great, but let's not get ahead of ourselves. Um, this the form that we're in in this calendar in, in the last twelve months, of course, we, we've got a chance of doing it. And like Ian's just said, the top teams aren't exactly hitting strides of form we just need to just go game to game but to, to just answer your question yeah it helps to keep players but hopefully I would like to think Bruno would give us at least one more yeah, Europe list it's not be a make or break decision yeah exactly I don't think he's sat there now going if we don't get Europe this season I'm gone you know Craig Hope mentioned about having arguments with uh, the press box or something about is this going to be the only time we see Bruno do a full season I'd like to think, no, I'm going to put my neck on the line and think at least next season we see him play August August to, to May. Just yeah. just coming in on that, I reckon a case of, because I think he's he's the one that's took that big leap. I don't think the owners are is naive to think, right, well, we've got all this money, it means we'll be in Europe next season. I think they've probably said the aim is to get in Europe within the next three seasons. The aim's to progress. It's just to progress. And I think I think he and I, I think he and, and pretty much every signing that we've made has bought into that. I don't think they're selling them, yeah, we're gonna be competing in Champions League finals in, in two seasons time, things like this. I think that they've they've sold them a project and I I would arguably say he's, he's probably here for the for the long haul. Yeah. Well, good point. It's a good point. Yeah, the best big news. He's, he's come from a Champions League side, and if he wanted to go to a Champions mm-hmm. League side, he would have went to Arsenal. Right, like, exactly. I think he's yeah. he's he's bought the project, and he talked about that quite a lot when he came about the the project and the big picture. And I think mm-hmm. he mentioned like the five year plan, and yeah, and it's obvious he loves the place, and he's oh, loving the love he's getting back from the fans. So and now he's had a kid who's a Geordie. I mean, he's stuck here. <laughs> he can't go. Yeah, he's stuck here. Um, I think the next big news coming out of the club will probably be that new contract for Bruno. Yeah, I, I, I fingers crossed. Yeah, yeah, I think it'll be coming in, in the next handful of weeks. Uh, I think it'll be as as quick as that because if you want to not necessarily keep the player, but if you want to get the big money for that player, you're going to have to put him on a bigger contract than what he's probably on at the moment. He's probably yes, he's probably making he's probably up there with the highest earners in the club, but. 
you need to make him oh, like honestly he, he should be mopping up he should be right at the top of that list he really should be because there's times when I watch him and I still ask myself I'm thinking how did we manage to sign him and yes you can sell a project to somebody but we were pretty shite <laughs> we were pretty shite and it doesn't matter how big this project is unless you're delivering on the project he's not going to stick around and, yeah. and thankfully we are delivering right now and hopefully we'll, we'll continue to deliver because like I said have we even seen the strongest 11 on pay by nope. yet probably not we'll, we'll see it this season I don't think we will see it this season because I think it's going to take a, a big ask to, for a lot of these players to drop in performance because everybody's having like we mentioned 7s 8s out of 10s every single week so to take one of those out of that, that equation just to put your, your better player on paper into that team it would be very harsh on those lads, and we know how anyhow wants that this unity in the dressing room. That's not how you do that. It, it really isn't. If you're performing well, if you're winning games, you stay on the pitch in that starting lineup. You really do. Um, anything else to add before wrap this one up, boys? Just one thing, uh, and but I don't want to end it on a good, a bad note. So I'll say something <laughs> good afterwards. The time wasting, honestly, like. That really, really was. Everybody does it. Everybody does it. You'd but, think we invented it the way the fucking going on. But it, it started to annoy me to the point where it's just like we we dad started fucking giving Nick Pope grief. You gotta fucking get sent off money. Ian, idiots. you fell for the media's trap. No, yeah, the no, honestly, trap. <laughs> you have. You fell you believe for it in the propaganda. You're slagging, you're shouting at the TV screen now about us time wasting. Everybody does it. Everybody does I didn't, it. I didn't want Nick Pope to get sent off and then have to put fucking Dan Burning goal. By but, the um, way, the, the Callum Wilson one, uh, he was treading a fine thread when he was coming off as a sub, yeah. by the way. Yeah. I, See, thought I thought he was on a yellow card. Though. I thought he's going to get fucking pulled in. Right, right, you're not making a sub, you're off. Yeah. Like, so, yeah. I did think that was funny, but like from goal kicks and drawings, it's just like, mm. Because uh, it's come back, to, I think possibly I wouldn't be as arsed if we didn't concede against Liverpool, but it's came back a bit when the arse, and when you play teams like Spurs, the, who have the quality to, to play right until the last minute and score, it just it made me arse twitch a little bit. But to end on a, a good note, Bruno's interview, I just, ah, oh, yeah. like, if, if my life ambition now is to have him round for Sunday dinner, because he's just the most loveliest bloke, and like, it was so heartwarming, and he looked like he was about a kilo over from just lack of sleep. He looked like he was about to cry, didn't he? Oh, he looked like he looked like he was in tears at the start. Absolutely exhausted. Um, but I just love him. And I want him to stay here forever. And I'll make some of rematch and Yorkshire footings for him. Because he's <laughs> just so great. Are we, are we all in agreement that no matter what happens next week, Eddie Howe's getting manager of the month? And alongside alongside Almiron getting player of the month. And Miggy getting player of the month. As the the player goes to a public photo, doesn't it? Which is the one thing I think might go against him. Would he not got goal of the month as well? He's getting goal of the season. Like I said, a couple of weeks ago, (laughs) 10 goals of the season, and we'll just pick one of them. Just him every month. Just him for everyone, yeah. Was he Fulham? Played Fulham in October. The first day in October, wasn't it? Fulham was. So Fulham and Everton. Uh, there's two two golden months for him. The, one the last thing I would like to say, if it's all right, if I could just have the floor for a second. Yeah. Uh, I know I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a chairman quite a bit, but like, I watched that game today and obviously I got tetchy at half time. I didn't want to watch the second half because I thought we're on the precipice of such a massive result. Um, we go to one down and you're thinking, well, then them sort of goals sway the momentum of games. And, 
they could probably easily score another goal or two and you're thinking oh shit we were 2-0 up we might draw or lose and then the more I watched them play, it wasn't I didn't grow in confidence about the results, but I just the more I watched them play, the more I had a smile on my face because this is let's just pinch ourselves now. Let's have, you know, let's not talk about expectation, but talk about how this is ridiculously different to any new Assel side we've seen in the last ten years. You know, I know we did well with that one lovely season under Pardew and Rafa sort of the, he, he had some lovely moments but for a while we were in the trenches and we were losing games and we had a sort of grand results out we're watching games where we're going to places like Spurs who are, and a Spurs side who've lost no games at home in the last eight and we're, we're giving it to them we're not going crazy it's not entertainers football it's pragmatic balance between attack and defence it's a, it's a manager who lives for the game who's, who's going home now and probably thinking about the Villa game on Saturday it's players will bleed for the shirt and it's, it's a mix of you know hardened English lads like Trippier and Dan Byrne but then you've got this eloquence at the back even though the big hard lads like Sven Botman and Fabian Scher it's nothing it's just it's great to have that foundation and I think we should really take it in not think we're going to do crazy things in the near future but know that if we were to finish in the top seven six it's not beyond the realms of possibility either and it's just a it's just a <laughs> it's just a fucking great thing to do and if, if you know if, if, if say we lost out next three games I'm not saying we are we still just need to reflect on right now and remember that you know that's we've got the makings of a great great side and hopefully we can build on that and we've got now we've got the back to do it so if things go bad who gives a shit we're doing good we're doing good and this is this is just great this is great buzzing that was beautiful enjoy the I was just like I was I was ready I was ready yeah. to run through Freedom it. Freedom <laughs> <laughs> I was ready to take my shirt off. <laughs> <laughs> was right boys, it's been an absolute pleasure. I, I love these match reactions. The the they go down really well with us as well as everybody who is uh, tuning in to watch as well. So thank you. If you have taken the time to, to watch us, um enjoy this moment, like like Matty just said and um, plenty more stuff coming on the Gallagher Shots YouTube channel you'll have the always man and faces podcast tomorrow night you will have match previews throughout the week extra time possibly you'll have your fantasy premier league show plus much more so stick by become a member if you want to it's 2.99 a month as little as that helps us continue to do things like this as well as keep the studio running as well so that's a big bonus for everybody too if not just become a subscriber that's all that we we'll ask for you is like the video just help us get out there to everybody else and everybody else can enjoy this moment with Matthew as well. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. See you later. Ta-ra. Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.